All right, I think we're live. We are, good we are live. Good All right, guys, good morning. Happy Wednesday, August 4th, 11 a.m. Coffee with Closers, myself, Gavin, and Don. We are happy to bring on Amy Ransdell today. And Amy is with Reva Global. And amongst Reva Global, other things. And she was actually just telling us about that, and we got a good chuckle out of it. So great way to always start the show. Amy, welcome. Thanks for being on. This is a live show. We encourage audience interaction. Um, and if you don't mind, let's just start by learning a little bit about who Amy is and uh, and then how you transitioned into you know being a part of Reva. Oh, um, okay. Not sure where to start. So Cliff Notes. I've been in real estate for about 20 years, so I am a licensed broker. I have a brokerage that supports uh, real estate investing agents as well as investors who get their license. And I'm an active investor. Um, but years ago, we've been uh, the CEO of the company, who's Bob LaChance. I encourage everybody to follow Bob. Um, Bob and I have been in the coaching arena for all those years. Like we just were natural coaches. And so we ended up in those buckets and different programs over the years and some pretty high level programs together. And the coaching students would have the same challenges we were having over and over again about uh, trying to find the right virtual assistants to work with and having challenge after challenge after challenge. And how do you build a business? What's the best way, right? Is to find a, a gap in what the market offers or to find a niche where you can solve a problem. And we saw a huge problem to solve and that was the birth of Reva Global. Um, so Reva Global is a real estate virtual assistant company that supports real estate entrepreneurs, any entrepreneur really, we have whole medical division. A lot of people don't even know that, but um, a lot of our real estate entrepreneurs is where we got started. And so we've been around for about eight years now. Wow, you guys have a medical division too? I did not know that. Yeah, whole medical division. So again, small business owners, right? So uh, in the medical side, just because it's interesting, you know, uh, insurance verifications, appointment setting, appointment follow-up, um, we've developed an entire uh, HIPAA compliant process where virtual assistants can save uh, small business owner doctors with small practices, can hire a VA for, you know, one third the cost of a local hire. So it's huge for them. Wow, that is huge. That is amazing. So I have uh, a VA that has been working with me for... Oh man, it's probably three months at this point from Reva and uh, she's kicking butt. Awesome. Um, really, really enjoy working with her. And um, yeah, it's going really, really well. So I'm really happy that uh, we get the opportunity to talk to you today. Gavin, Don, you guys got some virtual assistants at, at this point as well too, or is it all local people or virtual people, but local to the US? I'm curious. Uh, both, I have both. Both, nice. Yeah. yeah. I have uh, I run everything virtual, but we have probably seven VAs that are out of the country in the Philippines, mm -hmm. um, and then my all my team are virtual in different spots. Uh, my in America people. Um, so yeah, so huge on VAs. Um, for, for me, I think it's you know the first thing you should ever outsource or the first hire you should ever make is a virtual assistant, in my opinion. Um, and it's the it's a thing when you are depending on where you're at with you know in, in your business um, is whether it's on marketing, whether it's on admin, uh, to free your time up at a a cost effective way to start outsourcing. Uh, again, again, it is first for me one hundred percent. And it may be multiple of them to start with before you bring in, you know, the people on the ground or, or your American team that's going to cost you more money. Um, 
that's just my take on it. So yeah, I think it's great that Amy's on using her experience and we all have them as well uh, that we can chip in. So I guess I have a question, Amy, how many do you actually run in your business? and How long have you been uh, using virtual assistants? Oh, okay. So to do all the things I do, I'm also a mom, like there's all these things, right? I couldn't do them without virtual assistants. So right. um, to the point that I've almost gotten to such a point that I don't even say how, or I, I just say who and what VA can do that for me, like everything. I mean, no matter what comes across my desk, oh, can a VA do that for me? Yes, okay, cool, great, I hand it to them, right? Um, so I, I, I have a personal assistant who's just my personal, personal assistant. You know, we have somebody who helps with the brokerage and the communities, we run a small coaching community here. Um, we have, I have two virtual assistants that support acquisitions. So I have, you know, they're just doing a data, skip tracing, they're doing text message marketing and follow-ups, they do some outbound cold calling. We have an entire cold calling team Right. Um, but the reality is that, again, and we have, I, I take that back or not take that back. I want to add, I also have two that do a lot of uh, social media marketing for our marketing team. Right. So just about anything can be done by virtual assistants is what I want to make the point of. So, you know, 90% of what we all do can be done by phone and computer. Right. Well, if we can do it by phone or computer, well, then that means that a virtual assistant can do it just like we can. And sometimes, honestly, can do it better. So I, I, I truly like there are some things that Ron does for me as a personal assistant that I would just never, ever handle well or timely or consistently. Um, but he does. So that gives give you a little Very bit good. of a picture. We can go deeper. Yeah, no. Are you are you the one that is um, training the VAs? Are they do they go through a training like schedule before they get hired? Like, how does that look? Excellent question. So, Reva Global is uniquely different in the world of virtual assistant companies. So, I'll describe that just briefly, and then um, really kind of like really answer that question because that, that is probably one of the most difficult and challenging questions that we'll have with clients is that one thing, right? So when virtual assistants come through Reva Global, they're pre-trained and pre-certified and screened. Like we hire them onto our staff and they're given weeks of pre-training, especially in the real estate arena. Like they're learning all kinds of things to support the most common needs and common tools used by our real estate entrepreneurs. So when we place a VA with a client, they have lots of understandings right but the reality is that they're not going to do exactly what you want them to do the way you want it done unless you're going to take the time to create some trainings some processes and some systems with that va right so just like you're going to hire someone in your office you would want to do the same thing with your virtual assistant yeah you're not going to just hire someone in your office and hand them the keys and go to lunch like you're going to have Thank to you. be like here's the file cabinet here's the computer like you're Absolutely. gonna have to do that, right? You know what? People do that all the time with virtual assistants. It's one of the <laughs> challenges, right? We hear it all the time. Like, well, I hired a VA. It should just be done for me. I'm like, it doesn't work yeah. like that. Like, they don't know what to do. So you yeah. have to do that. You have to work with them just like a team member. You know, check in with them daily. Um, affirm them. Grow them. Get Challenge them. Give them uh, performance reviews. Do it just like you would do with a, tr a traditional hire on your team. And, that, and, and with Reva Global, our virtual assistants are team members for you. Right? You're going to hire someone that's going to be an actor acquisitions lead manager. They're a team member for you, right? So if you do that, this is not a contract for hire thing. You're not giving somebody one task, they do that and complete it. That's not how we place VAs at Reba. Yeah. yeah. I think absolutely. Go ahead, Doug, please. No, I was just going to say, I think you've absolutely nailed it. And, uh, and, and everyone that I work with, 
uh, and when they say, well, the virtual assistants, they don't work. The, the big thing is, and everyone listening to this that's used them, it's you that don't work, right? Nice. You as in me, as in all of us on this call, you have to look at yourself exactly what Amy's just said, um, because that is the most common thing. And if you're not willing to communicate with them, uh, and, and we communicate with ours every VA twice a day at a minimum, before and after the shift depend on their task and our admin ones can be four five six times a day throughout the day um and then meetings on top again i'm just reiterating because it's a, such a good point is that you've got to be communicating and training and they are just as important i call them in my business right they bring in all like probably 95 percent of the money comes in from a virtual assistant they are the front line of the business they are creating the leads Boom, you the that, Gavin. they are the front line of the business and often the back yeah. line too right yes absolutely <laughs> i mean the transaction coordination like all that stuff too yeah they're holding everything together um, I want to highlight something you said though, about checking in with them, right? Like just like we would, again, someone in our office, we're going to be checking in with them all day. Do that with your VAs. There's everything. So with technology as it is now, you know, virtual formats, I, I can talk to my VA all day as if he is sitting next to me, right? Between video and instant chat mechanisms, we use Glip personally is what we use in our office. Um, but we're just you know communicating with them all day long. Now, one cool thing at Reva, we do um, help you guys out with that too, though. We do have client service managers assigned. David, you probably experienced this. Yep. So you're communicating with your VA all day, every day, as much as you want to, but you also have a client service manager that's also checking in with your VA and checking in with you to help with engagement, to make sure everything's working well, they have everything they need, you have everything they need. So they're you they're not an island alone scenario. So you actually have additional assist with Reva. It's almost like you're getting a team, not just one virtual system. Yep. That's exactly yeah. right. I, I have a quick selfish question um, <laughs> that you uh, that you just said, and I'm googling it as I'm asking this. But you said Glip. I'm not heard of that. It looks like it's something like it's Ringless Central. Is it an arm of Ringless Central? It is. So um, we happen to also use Ring Central as our phone system. You don't have to though to use the Glip application, but it is. It's an online chat forum, so you can file transfer and share you can do live video chat between each other and you can put people in unlimited groups within the glip platform um it is an app on your phone as well as usable on your pc so we love it so like all of my different teams my whole cold calling team my text message launch control team my um at marketing team like they're all in different groups inside glip and the cool thing that i love like for instance my acquisitions team I also have on the ground team members here in my Atlanta market that are on my investment acquisitions team. They run all of my listings and my acquisitions for investments. They work uh, with the VAs, right? So like Grant, for example, Grant's the leader of that team. Grant works with Oz and Ron. Oz is the primary uh, text control uh, VA for us, or text message VA for us. They're in a Glip group together that I get to see. <laughs> So I'm watching their conversation as much as I want to. I'm watching end of business and start of business reports go back and forth between them all in one simple, simple application, which makes it awesome. So it sounds like um, a bit like Slack then. I use yeah, Slack. I, it sounds very similar. Slack. We use Slack as well for our launch control um, VAs um, as, a, as a corporate team. Um, mm -hmm. And it's also fantastic. So yeah, you guys, there's so many out there, but 
Absolutely. Yeah. Is, is, it, is, it, is it the same? Is it the same as Slack? Is it, does it have differences? Do you, is there a reason to use both? Um, I like Lyft because I like the online platform uh, much more than I like what Slack provides. So from my PC, I am mostly on my my laptops, right? I can do everything from my laptop so much faster. And that's just why I like Glyph. Glyph seems to be very universal in how it can handle. It's very simple, user-friendly. I can add and remove people from groups very easily. So that's that's a reason for me. And not because it's a tied to our phone at all. It just seemed to be a great application online. Interesting. All right. Cool. Yeah, that's all. Awesome. Yeah. I just wait. Yeah, I'm not heard of it. So I always like to see what everyone's doing. Yeah, no, I, I and I listen, clients ask that question all the time. You know, they come through the intake process at Riva and they're like, well, how am I going to communicate with my VA? Like, they don't even know. They haven't thought about that. <laughs> right. So we we turn them on to programs like Slack or Glyph or so forth all the time so that they have an instant way to start that stream streamlined communication. Yeah. And I think for anyone listening as well, you just pick one platform. It could be Skype. It could be Voxer. Just have one central <laughs> communication is the key don't have five different mess ways of messaging each other because that's how everything gets missed and it breaks down so you should always have one central location which if, I, if I screenshot my glip for you guys you'd love it because it's all in one place and so every group is got a title right so if I want to go just talk to the marketing group for a minute or the sales team I just click on the sales team everybody that's in that team is in that group and then I can communicate with people one-on-one -on -one individually but it's all in one place so it's just all in one column, one place, everything, every file we send to each other, everything. It's amazing. And we have to have a rule in our company that you cannot email or text the conversation. You have to conversate in Slack. And if you email or text it, you have to document it in Slack. Love because if, if we don't, there's that, that, that chain of communication gets lost. And you're like, well, I think we had that conversation or made that decision, but I can't find the email and it's a whole thing. And uh, yeah, so it has to be documented. I so feel used. We do the same thing with attachments, right? Like you might throw right. it into a drive folder. That's great. I still want to see the attachment sent over in Glyph. 100%. Right? So, yeah. so that way, again, I can, I can go to one place. You know, uh, Gavin, you and I were just talking earlier about some traveling. You know, I was in my RV for nine days <laughs> um, and I didn't have to do any going to look anywhere except for one app. You know, just one place because we have those rules. So, Don, yeah, I love that. I ditto that. <laughs> yeah. Really, really good. Really good. Uh, before we ask the next question, guys, we are warming up with, with people watching us. So welcome. Uh, this is Coffee with Closers with myself, Don uh, and Dave. OK, we have Amy joining us. And if you are watching, give us a like and give us a share. If you can share wherever you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, share the post. We want to get as many eyes as we can watching us to get this outreach. So if you can do that, we appreciate you. And um, yeah. We can now carry on. Just want to throw that in there. <laughs> awesome. Amy, yeah. you guys have you guys have a hundred plus tasks that you can have done for you by virtual assistants. And essentially, uh, I'm gonna drop the link here, guys, in the chat. You go over to Coffee with Closers Live. Um, on that page, there is a, a link to connect with the virtual assistants over at Reva Global. And I personally use these uh, these virtual assistants as well in my business. Um, they have a hundred plus tasks that can be done for you. I'm trying to pull that that spreadsheet up. Yeah, just well, to kind of review some of the items that uh, that the VAs can help you with in your business. And really, the reality is is they can help you with anything in your business as long as you are willing 
to put in the time to teach them. Is that what you were saying, Amy? Well, yeah. If you're willing to put in the time, you're willing to get out of your own way and let go of things. Okay. So that's important. I think that's another big objection I have to deal with clients. I'm like, let go of that and allow the VA to do it for you. Um, but yeah, that 100 tasks, uh, if you go to the link that Dave is giving you guys, you can download a list. And really what it was, it's just a brain dump list of things that we know virtual assistants have done for clients or that we've had, um, you know, our client service managers have let us know that their VAs have been asked to do by clients um, so that we just kind of started compiling this list, right? It's meant to give you a place to be creative and think outside of the box of all the things that you could have done for you, because sometimes we just don't even think about it. Most of the people will go through this list and they will have, you know, kind of epiphany moments of really, I could have a VA do that for me. Like they hadn't even thought about it. Right. So this is to help you think of that. So I tell people go through with a yellow highlighter and start highlighting all the things that are like just those, those wow moments for you of, Oh man, I didn't think about giving that to someone else to do. So then when you come to talk to our intake team, they can help you figure out how to bucket the right hires for potentially truly taking some of those things off your plate. If you're ready to train them over. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first the first VA I hired was uh, is still with me today. He's one of my good friends. His name's Dennis, and he has he was with me basically, I'd say about six and a half years at this point, give or take. Um, I had started in this business full time, Amy, and I think I made it three months before I hired a virtual assistant. I was just overwhelmed. Yeah. And that was the reason that I brought a virtual assistant on. I think as of today, I have nine or 10 total. Um, yeah. But what I first started out with was um, was having him help with follow-up emails and follow-up calls. Literally, I was getting, you know, getting rushed with so many new leads. And I knew, and I know today, and I knew then that the money's in the follow-up that I needed to basically pick one or the other. I needed to focus on my follow-up or I needed to focus on the new leads and that I just really couldn't do both. I just, there wasn't enough time in the day, right? It's and um, so he started helping me with the follow-ups and then it morphed and it morphed into him basically at this point being my lead manager. So I don't even see the leads at this point unless he vets them, he calls them, he determines motivation. If those leads are not ready yet, he puts them on follow-up and he helps maintain that amongst some of our other team members. Mm -hmm. And then when they are ready, which is, it's crazy. It could be four or five months. It could be four years Yeah. when they are ready. He then puts that lead in front of me. So yeah. it's such a really, it's such a, an awesome thing knowing that, you know, that he's there working and we have a, a great team and uh, but yeah, he's there working, helping me. Whenever I'm out doing other things, I mean, it's, it essentially allows me to be in, you know, five or six places at the same time. So uh, follow up is really awesome. Outbound cold call. I have three cold callers right now that are virtual assistants calling um, lead cultivation and follow up. We talked a little bit about that. Just some of the things on this list here, guys. Um, I know I know people that that use virtual assistants to, to manage properties, especially those that are doing the that are doing the uh, the Airbnb business. Oh, short term rentals. So many. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. My buddy, uh, George, I just saw he hired like his 15th or 16th virtual assistant the other yeah. day. I was just messaging with George yesterday. Were you? OK, cool. Yeah, that was amazing. He's doing like one hundred and seventy thousand in gross revenue in his Airbnb business. And it's awesome. 
but he's outsourced so much of it to virtual assistants. I would say that's probably our one of our biggest requests over this last year has been investors who have decided to add to their inventory air stuff. <clears throat> There's just so much that can be handled by the VAs. You know, when somebody's doing a booking, they can do booking confirmations, they can answer booking questions, they can answer questions about like, you know, where things are in proximity to the Airbnb when people call and ask those questions, when they're calling, even asking for the security or alarm codes, like all those things can be handled by the VA. They can coordinate the cleaners, they can coordinate everything. Like 100% your Airbnb business can be automated through a virtual assistant. So um, I highly recommend people doing that. And follow-up calls, oh my gosh, follow-up, follow-up period is the one thing that we're all the least consistent with, even though we know 100% it's the biggest money maker for our business. We just get busy. We're reactionary. We're managing other high-level decision-making activities. And so the follow-up will fall off and it won't happen, even though we are smart and we know how important it is. Um, we have a follow-up VA um, at RLM, Remote Lead Manager, and that's all that VA does. But that's, and guess what? Because that's all they do, they're really freaking good at it. And they never drop the ball where I might because I'm going to be reactionary for something else. That's all they do all day. So yep. I'm so excited. You know, uh, Grant texted me this morning. We got one under contract. It's been in the follow-up nurturing pipeline for quite a while. When they were finally ready to transact, he had it sent over to him as a ready to, ready to transact warm lead. Boom, we have it under contract. Right. Um, but all that in between was not managed by Grant or me or not all automated through a virtual assistant and tools like, you know, um, some RBM and texting and so forth. Yeah. So, I mean, guys, there are so many things that you can do. And it's actually kind of funny because um, just the other day, you know, I was I was kind of having some struggles because I felt like I wasn't I'm trying to think of a good way to word this not valued in my own organization. I'm the boss, right? But that I wasn't really contributing, right? And my good my good friend, Chris Arnold, sent me this book called The Big Leap and I read it. And, it, and it's basically just about the fact that, you know, it's okay to basically let these people that you hire in your organization that are basically doing the job better than you do it and yeah. be okay with it and not like have a struggle. I was having some really internal things going on because some days I won't work. I'll work an hour or two, but like we'll send five offers and somebody on the team will go run an appointment or two and then a, a bank refi gets signed and it's like all the wheels in the business are spinning, but it's not necessarily me doing it. And it's a blessing in disguise is really what it is, right? Because I'm no longer stressing about 30 different things in my business, which is just really, really amazing. That's in this book. If you guys are looking for a new book or a good book, it's called The Big Leap. And it talks about the upper limit syndrome. And the upper limit syndrome, you know, is just something that basically if something good happens to you in your life, people often, you know, do something stupid or bad to bring it back to reality, right? And you don't need to do that, you know? So some of the things that, uh, that my virtual assistants, I mean, I could go through this list and almost check everything on here, which is pretty awesome, right? But when it comes to outbound marketing, you know, we have cold calling, uh, we're doing listings, we have appointment setting, every appointment that's set is done by one of my team members that's virtual. Uh, whenever we're marketing a property to sell, um, I try not to spend as much time in my CRM, which sounds kind of funny, but like, you know, I literally try to spend as the least amount of time in there as possible. I built an amazing CRM, not because I wanted to suck all my time out of me. I built it so my team can communicate and manage these, these leads that we're, that we have and nourish them. Right. 
but that's the whole point is that my team's doing it, not me. So I try to spend as least amount of time in there as, as possible. Um, yeah. All inbound just, calls, all inbound calls. If you call, you know, my company right now, you're going to get a, you're going to get in a virtual assistant that's going to answer here. that. Same here. Ron answers all the inbounds. So we everything, don't. right. Everything. Uh, building my cash buyers list. Um, contracts. My team sends anywhere from one to three contracts every single day, you know, every day, you know, literally six days a week, one to three contracts every day. Some days we'll send four or five. Um, those are all done by my virtual assistants. They may re they may reach out to me in the CRM or in Slack and just say, Hey, does this look like a good offer? And nine times out of 10, it's great. And I'm like, send it, do it, you know, and that's a 10 or 15 minute task. And I look at that for 20 seconds, which is amazing, right? Uh, we do have some some bookkeeping and some management um, uh, that's done with our virtual assistants, and then social media management. You know, we I have three three VAs that are that just help with the branding of social media, podcast, YouTube, all that type of stuff. And you know, one person can't do it all. It's just, if you want to, you know, do a lot of it, it just doesn't work that way. You got to build a team around yourself. Um, and, you know, obviously there's a couple other things in here that you can have them do. But again, the reality, guys, is there's an infinite amount of things that you can have them do because it's a human and you can train that human to help you. And one of the cool things, and this is the last thing I'm going to say here because I don't want to rant for too long. But one of the most amazing things about having a team of VAs, and again, I think I'm nine or ten strong at this point, is my VAs will notice when there's inefficiencies. Mm -hmm. They will notice yeah. When we can do better, they will notice when I'm doing something stupid and they will call my butt out. Yes. And it's amazing having these people that all share the common goal of driving the train forward, which could be different things for different businesses, right? Uh, but having, having the team members is amazing. One of the cool things too that I really love is that Reva offers health insurance, which yeah. is going to help a ton with you know keeping the team members on the team they have no reason to want to leave well that's just it let me speak to that so you said that um you said something really important there too i want to just highlight that they are these are people with college educations and i mean these are brilliant people mm -hmm. who live on the other side of the world so they're they're just as smart as us and a lot of things and sometimes smarter than us most of the time they're smarter okay. so <laughs> Let them tell you where the efficiencies are. And I will tell you another tip. Guys, if you train up, I'm sure you've done this, David, with your teams. Um, if you've trained a VA to do really well, where they are in a, they are really ascend to a management level, right? Then they can run a team and you can recruit additional VAs that you don't even have to train. That the lead VA trains the other VAs, right? I mean, yeah, like, that's how it is with our cold callers at this point. We have we you know, do. I, three I, of them, and at different times I've had four and even five of them. When we bring new people on, I'm like, hey, just shadow this guy for two or three hours. Let me know if you have any questions, and then boom, they hit the ground running. Absolutely, our cold call team has an operations manager, a quality analyst. That they run everything. So like, I don't even, I, I feel something bad because I, there'll be a new name in the pool and I'm like, who's that, <laughs> right? So it's not, um, it's, it's just, it's really empowering. So, um, but Reva is really unique. So I remember I said at the beginning that we set out to solve some problems, right? 
one of the problems that we heard a lot of in the industry is that is the retention issue. Not only were the clients not always sometimes great about really doing all it takes to ma manage a, a team building relationship with their VA, but the other side was the virtual assistants, right? So we wanted to create an environment for virtual assistants at our company that once they are there, they would never ever want to leave. Like they would love it. So all about core culture and core values. Um, we have a core value of family first and coming from that core value is means that we provide the virtual assistant something a lot of the companies in the Philippines do not and also that they can't get by being independent. And those are things like health insurance, benefits, paid time off. Um, we give scholarship programs, credit repair programs. Like we're doing all these amazing things so that there's really almost, there is a waiting list of, of talent to come be on the Reva payroll. Um, they're also guaranteed on our payroll. Once somebody gets through the screening process at Reva, which is not simple, it is tough. We go through tons of personality screenings, proficiency trainings, all kinds of things to really get a feel for what they are as, a, as, a, as an employee. Once we bring them onto our payroll, we're guaranteeing them a position there at Reva, right? And that's something else that they don't have that guarantee going out there being independent. So what does that mean? That means that they're not going to want to, once they get in the door, they're going to want to stay. So yeah, the retention is going to be through the roof, guys. They're getting health the insurance. So we we're industry credit repair. Yeah, they're getting all these additional benefits that you're not going to typically find if you go straight to you know, Upwork or something like that. Yeah, and we're doing it, not you, right? You, you don't have to worry about any of that. You're not worried about payroll expenses. You're not worried about any of that. We're doing all of that. All you got to worry about is doing really awesome stuff with your VA, right? That's it. So, um, but deal, but yeah, we're industry disrupting on on uh, retention percentages. Like it's 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 crazy what we've been able to accomplish. Now, let me add to that. We also screen our clients, right? When people come through the intake process, we're also eliciting from them what their needs are and what their 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 um. Uh, goals and directions are right. I mean, are they, are they going to be a client that's also going to stay long term with the VA? I mean, we're also doing that because we want it to be a long term healthy relationship. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, what, what in terms of um, in terms of like your real estate business, what are the VAs that you have doing for you right now? I'm just curious. For me personally. Yeah. I think I was sharing some earlier. So we have. All of them um, for the brokerage, for example, I have someone that helps manage a lot of the managerial administrative things there. We have someone that can do contract for close. Um, we have a social media assistance um, on the acquisition side. So we have a team that's doing cold calling, doing all of our text message Lots of marketing. campaigns. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of texting right now while that's something we still can do. And so we have VAs managing all of that. All of the follow-up nurturing is managed by a VA team. So same here, same here. It's a hot lead and it gets direct transferred to one of my guys here in the office, Dale or Grant or one of them. If the lead is still not ready to transact, it gets kicked right back it's over. Kicked the back, yeah. And, and, and yeah, I love it. Because their highest and best use is to negotiate contracts at kitchen tables. That's where I want them. I don't right. want them on the phone doing dead calls all day. That burns them out. So, so we have all of that managed by virtual assistants. Um, I also have a community. So, for, for example, our coaching community for what I do um, around the brokerage investment side. I actually have a coaching community. Again, that too is somebody administratively inside that community helping manage things. Right. Um, so, my my point goes back to what I was saying earlier. <laughs> I, I'm addicted to this at this point where anything that comes up, I'm like, can that be done by a VA? Great. Who? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. But, the, but on the flip side, you know, you are, you're providing a ton of jobs for people. You know, this is a truly a win-win. So I don't want anyone that's watching to think like, you know, 
anything negative about it. I mean, you're, you're, you're basically helping other people find work and they're getting paid well. And then on top of that, they're getting benefits with that. Right. But uh, Amy, yeah. I agree completely though. Like how can I, you know, be the visionary in this business and keep this train going and every week or every month add a train car to it. You yeah. can't do that while you're driving the train. You got to have a team behind you to help you expand yeah. and to help you do all these things. And really essentially the way I look at it is how do I be in through two or three or, or 20 places at the same time? It's by so having I, a team that has that common goal. Absolutely. And you will get attached to them and you will, you will bond with them as team members, right? Like I, I, I tease Oscar all the time because I want to. Uh oh, we might be losing you. Um, so you. Yeah. Okay. Hope, hope, hope we're good. There you go. Um, you're good. You're back. The other you're thing good. too, um, you said something. Oh, I'm back. Okay. Yeah. No, you will bond with the VAs, right? Like it's yeah, a long-term relationship, if you will. And and they they are they just they're just excellent. They're excellent resources. I'm um, I'm all about numbers. I love numbers too. So like I'll I'll just share like for instance, just one texting campaign for just for for um one of our one of my partners, um, basically, um, is that during the month of July, right, he had a 14% response rate on his text campaigns. Um, he was able to get 61 leads during the month of July. Wow. 48 of those were hot, right? Now, of course, they go into the pipeline, they come out where they come out. Um, but he did get, um, they have seven under contract and six closings in July, supported by two virtual assistants. And almost entirely managed by the two virtual assistants, right? Mm -hmm. So for, from a cost point, all he had was the cost of two virtual assistants, the investment of two virtual assistants, and the investment of the data just to generate those 61 leads. Um, but I mean, he didn't do any, he he was running other things while that was happening for him, right? Um, I, he shared those numbers with me yesterday. So, um, I mean, that's just one month. That's awesome. You know, I, I train my I train, uh, my virtual assistants to bring me solutions, not problems. Okay. And it's such a great thing because it used to be like, you know, okay, they have cold, they have dialers or we're using some texting platforms. And guys, you can learn more about those over at Coffee with Closers Live as well.com. Uh, but essentially, if, if something doesn't work, right, it's the system's down or the servers are down or there's, they're having a critical error. It used to be that they, they would hit me up on Slack and be like, hey, Dave, you know, just here's an FYI, what's going on? Now I don't even hear about the issue until it's fixed. You know, essentially what they'll do is they'll say, hey, something was wrong. I contacted support. They walked me through the process of fixing it and we're back online. And it's like, awesome. You guys are kicking butt. Thank you for, for getting the system back online versus them contacting me and then just sitting there like, well, what do I do next? You know, it's just like all the all the wheels in the cog are constantly spinning, which is just such an amazing feeling. I, although I will encourage everybody listening, make sure that you've communicated that that's an, in, an inten intention you have. Like when you're um, hiring and working with the VA, make sure that you tell them, listen, I'm empowering you to go do that. Make that Yeah, absolutely. And they absolutely. absolutely will. They absolutely will. Yeah, it, oh. it's... um. I, I was listening to Bob yesterday. So Bob, the CEO, he actively is, runs acquisitions as well. They do a kick-ass amount of volume, wholesale and listing side. And um, he was just talking about that with his with his team of virtual assistants, that they, they've they kind of teamed up together to work on correcting and finding solutions um, and, and how awesome that's been for their team, right? So um, they've scaled their volume big this year and really almost entirely on the VAs being uh, initiative-driven like that. So I love it. Yeah, I, love it. I just want to say as well, um, I, you know, I've worked with them for 
five, six, seven years, and most of mine are in the Philippines. And in the the culture in the Philippines is there to please. So, as as business owners, as living in America, um, they're there to please. So you have to watch that you allow them to have a voice. So you have to give them the opportunity to speak, to have their say, and you've got to make them feel comfortable because they will not just come and tell you that we need to fix this, this, this. It isn't going to happen. It's not in their culture. So you have to work on that by saying, hey, if you think there's a better way, let me know. Hey, what would you do here? If there's one thing you could change from today, what would it be? All these questions allows them to have a voice, which will then help you develop and train and go, actually, this is a cool place to work. These people are not just talking down to me like most people get get treated, um, you know, in other countries. So that will go a long way. And that's how you're going to actually develop them, in my opinion. That's what, well, that's what I was saying. Set that intention very clearly because mm. you're right. They are a pleasing society. They, they want their yes, 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 right? So they don't want to ruffle feathers. That's They don't want to do that. So you have to em- empower them to understand that you're welcoming what, that from them. And then celebrate when they do. Like really acknowledge and affirm when they did take the initiative to do something. Really send that mm. home. Celebrate that. And they'll do it again. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's yeah. a it's a challenge. It's a, that's the challenge. Even in the interview process, you know, when you're asking questions, they're definitely will be giving you the answers that, that you want to hear. And, and I've had that conversation with them, even in the interview process. Of I'm looking for somebody that's going to challenge me. I'm looking for somebody that's going going to help push my business forward. I'm looking for somebody that's going to bring fresh ideas and and identify obstacles. And you know, it, you know, can you be that person? Can you be comfortable telling me when you feel like I'm going the wrong direction? And you, you see that that fear of saying yes to the, to, to the answer to that question. And, and I appreciate that and admire that so much. So, but it takes a while to get, to get the, it took me a year to get one girl I work with to get comfortable telling me when there's an issue. So that's definitely something that, that, that does take a moment to overcome. It, it's a great point. Yep. That's a great point. That, that is a great point in the interview process. I absolutely agree with that. I myself have experienced the same thing, even as long as we've been working with the virtual assistants, right? right. Um, I smell it quickly and I will tell them, say, listen, you don't, I don't want you to tell me what you think I want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's well, that's what exactly. I want. Right. I want you to tell me the truth and how you feel. Right. Absolutely. And that's really? also a great way to figure out if somebody isn't going to be a good team member. Yes. Right. right? And, and that's okay. You know, that's great. Like, let's, let's get on the same page. I don't want anyone to not like what they're doing. Well, that's, you know? that's no different again than hiring someone in your office. Like we forget, it's the same thing. It's the same you, thing. Yeah, it's not. It's not that different at all. Who cares if they live across the world or if they're, you know, some. I have I have friends who have virtual assistants that live in the neighborhood they live in. Yeah. I don't yeah. see that person ever, and they live like two blocks away. But, but, but we're, 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 you have to have an interview process, right? So it's the same yeah. interview process. You still want to have a set of expectations that you're hiring for, a clear avatar of who's going to fit that. You want to go into the process of hiring just like you would somebody in your physical office. Love it. Love it. All right, cool. We got a couple questions here. I'm going to try to sprinkle these in as we are talking. But this is great conversations. Every single person here has and uses virtual assistants. So it's such a great uh a great place for you guys to ask questions. So if you have questions about virtual assistants, how to find them, we can help you with that. Go to coffeewithcloserslive.com. There's a link over there to download um, a free 100 plus task that you can have done for you and learn a little bit more about Reva. Um, one of the questions that we just got is, how do you work with someone that's just starting out in this business? And I'm gonna let Amy answer that. So Amy, if somebody comes to you 
you know, over at Reva and they're looking to hire their first VA, you know, but they're kind of new at the business. You know, what do you guys have any anything that you can add to that? Yeah. So the intake team will ask questions to try to help you figure out what that's going to be. But I'm just going to share with you right now. You know, the first things that we take off our plate are generally the things that we are not the strongest at, that we are maybe you feel yourself procrastinating to do, that are the overwhelming things, the things that backlog on you. The things that you find yourself procrastinating doing. You nailed it with that one sentence, because if they're not getting done, your business I'm is going to grind to a halt. I know it what does. Don's going to say. I know what no, no, say. what if, what if, what if my, my procrastination is training the VAs? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You could always you could always delegate to another team member in your office that they're responsible for training the VAs. Yes. And yeah. I don't and I don't mean that lightly, Don, because I am. Yeah. I'm busy and I, the kids and so I don't really enjoy doing that. Um, but Grant, for example, Grant's in charge of training the acquisition VAs, not me, right? right? When we adopted the new CRM last year, I don't even know how to log in. I truly don't. Okay, so, yeah. but the VA is really good at it. Now he trained them, right? So absolutely, but it's the things you don't wanna do that you procrastinate at, the backlog, those are generally mm -hmm. indicators of the things to, to take get out of your way and take off your plate. Now you still need to be cognizant of what in your business are the highest, most important revenue and decision-making activities. Those are likely ones you're going to have to keep on your plate. And if you're procrastinating at those, we have a different issue, but right. um, the smaller things, administrative type stuff and so forth that backlogs almost always that can be handed off to VA. And so have that conversation with the intake team, right? Um, now I do a whole um, consulting thing sometimes with people where I help them walk through things that they should eliminate from that list that they don't need to be doing at all. And that's that's a whole nother you know, conversation, but. Yeah, This segues to a question we had earlier, they were asking about creating SOPs before they hired. And I wanted to um, respond to that since we're here because that's, here that's a Yeah, I'll add it up there. there you go. Yeah, that's a procrastination thing too, right? That's the busy work that you do to avoid hiring somebody that you're going to want to avoid training. So what I, what I would do is I would hire the individual and let them know that part of their job is to develop the SOPs for their position and you're going to work hand in hand with them to do that. Get that yeah. off your plate. Yes, they can create the procedural manuals for you, right? Yeah. That duplicatable process. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. They can be a part of the solution, right? It doesn't right. mean you have to be a perfectionist and have everything figured out. Because, hey, by the way, guys, we all know how business works. We can never be perfectionists because in the process of doing things, we learn how things don't work, what's wrong, where we're missing something. That happens through doing. So you're going to end up having to rework some of your SOP anyway, okay? Because it's the process of doing that mm -hmm. highlight those challenges so just get started right yeah allow them to yeah get Don, one thing i would mention too man is you know i've i've been there in terms of like you know procrastinating the training of the vas and one of the best ways that i've found to do it is just to do a just a zoom or a slack screen share yeah. and not even train them necessarily just say hey here's what i'm doing twice a week or three times a week just watch mm -hmm. do you have any advice on how we can do this better and well, nine times out of ten they're gonna say yeah you could go do something else and let me do this this is so stupid and simple <laughs> and it's just you know something that just but it has to get done and it needs a human touch you can't completely automate it with this with the software mm -hmm. boom you know and that's it so i think a lot of it you know when it comes to the training isn't necessarily like creating catalogs or somebody just asked another question here you know are there videos that can be used to train vas absolutely go into youtube 
and type in, you know, how to train my VA to cold call or whatever that may be. But I would highly also also highly recommend to record yourself training them again, use Zoom or whatever the case may be yeah. and then drop that onto YouTube. So you have your own internal library. We so when you bring that. people on, they can watch those yeah. or have the VAs that are doing it already to help train those other people. We use Kajabi as a place to host training, which is what sure. we've done. And so, but I, I have a habit now, and it's a habit you can create where everything I do, I do a, a quick screenshot. I use something called Snippet. It's just a tool I like, but I'm I'm just screenshotting really quickly what I'm doing. And it records my mouse moving around, records me going from one tab to another, it records my voice. So I can walk through and every time I do something, I keep this, them always between three to 10 minutes. Like that's the average. Um, and so if I have a process where I've got to do like four or five videos, I'll do four or five. That way, if I ever want to change like step three, I don't have to. Record. Yeah, I like short videos, too. I do I, them under five minutes even. Right. And so then I'm only re-recording one section of the process. And for the VA, if they get this is what I love about training videos. If they get stuck somewhere in a process, guess who they're not bothering to ask how to do it? Yeah, yeah. right. Instead, right. they're going to go rewatch the video again. That's what you're going to train them to do so they can re-educate themselves, right? So you can uh, therefore spend your energy doing those highest revenue input, income producing activities. So um, yeah. record yeah. everything. I love it. We got yeah, another question. What, what, what we did, should just, we have just real place? quick. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, one thing that we do, we, we do one step even easier is that, you know, it's quite daunting to set a time when you're busy for training and you don't want to do it. We just actually record our screen with the steps that you do on a day to day basis. And that becomes the training. So you don't even have to meet with the VA on Zoom. You don't even have to schedule that. You just go about your business or anyone in your current team now and just record the step by step things that they do. That becomes a training because they're doing it anyway. Right. And then they refer to that to use as the training. So it's actually Love something it. that you do. You just literally use Loom, screencast automatic, whatever you want, record your screen, talk, do the steps, training's done. And that's and that's literally what I'm saying that I do, Gavin. It's the same thing. Like I I'm not with the VA when I do that, but I when I go to do something, I just I turn snippet on real quick. It's a habit. I record myself doing it and I can throw it in Kajabi and then it's there, right? So if yeah. they ever needed it later. I love that. Yeah. Just make it a habit, guys, to just record yourself doing the things you do. Yeah. Right. What so, automated system should we have in place before hiring a VA? And really, you don't need any, is kind of my two cents on that. You know, like it depends on you know what you're really referring to in terms of automated systems. You, are you referring to you know CRM that's got automations? Are you referring to you know? I mean, the VA is the automation. I mean, yeah. that's yeah, what it exactly. is. The VA is the yeah. automation. Yeah, that's, and that's or the, they should the be managing the automation yeah. if if anything. Yeah, love that. Look, I mean, as your business grows, for instance, you know, I added team members to my business. We use Podio now as a CRM, and I it Podio is like Chinese to me. Like I can't I get in there, I get in there and do a little bit of damage, but that's about it. You know, your, your business is going to evolve past you. And then, you know, you're going to look up one day and you, you're going to have SOPs and team members that are doing things that you don't even know how to do. And there's, there's a freeing feeling to that. And I'll admit there's a scary feeling to that because they all left today, I'd be lost. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. But, right. That's what I was talking about but, earlier. Yeah. But, but, but there's there, there there's something really really cool to that like they said there's something really cool to that something really freeing to that and 
And that should happen in your business. There eventually, like Amy said, she does the videos or you do the loom, but eventually that VA does their own video. This is the update. This is the new process. And pretty soon your VAs are doing the videos. I had somebody, I had somebody leave my organization that wasn't a VA. She worked in my office. um, And I went through as we're replacing her and the amount of SOPs that she had built out for my company, I didn't even know were there was just mind blowing. And it was it was amazing. Like the, the position was documented, multiple positions or organizations were documented, multiple workflows were documented. And it was they, they had created it in the business and I never even told them to do it. It's awesome. It was yeah, insane. It's amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. Yesterday I went and played pickleball, eight fifteen in the morning and went with my buddies. As I was walking back home from the park, because I walked up there, um, I had cold callers on the clock calling. I had a guy following up with people as well as doing some outbound texting. I had two contracts that were sent between like eight and nine 30 when I was out playing pickleball with my buddies. Right. And my social media team was sending me, you know, some clips and some ideas for some other things. So there was so many things that were happening, but it allowed me to go play pickleball. It's such a dumb example. But it's such a great thing because like I went on a walk this morning with my wife. I'm going to probably go to the park again this afternoon. I don't I'm not stuck in front of the computer trying to do all these tasks. And, you know, when it comes to creating freedom, it's funny. There's kind of a paradox here. Maybe that's the wrong word. But like people get into real estate because they're tired of that nine to five. But what ends up happening is they go from working a nine to five to working, you know, a a 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. It gets worse. Cause they're juggling all these things. So if you really want time freedom, guys, you have to build a team around you, period. You know, there's only so much you can automate with yeah. the microchip. You need let's, a team. Let's hammer this in though. You built that. It took a little bit of time. You invested into it. You're where you're at right now because you took the time to, to pour into these individuals and build the initial foundation of it. I want to make sure that you can't just somebody watching this, I don't want them to think that they're going to hire VAs and they're going to instantly be free. It, it takes no, a not at all. Let me follow that up. I spend anywhere from 25 minutes to two hours a day communicating with my virtual assistants. Mm-hmm. But the beautiful thing is, is I can communicate with them when I'm on a boat or I'm out at the pool, you know, from my cell phone. So yeah, I don't, it's not completely hands off by any means. But if you want to spend four hours a day cold calling and you're the one doing that, that's four hours a day that you're not sending contracts or following up or running appointments. So to be able to do all these things and have a system, yes, you need to have team members and you're going to have to spend time training them. By all means, I'm not trying to neglect that. I just want to highlight Don's thing too, because he's right. It, it, there, there is another challenge we have sometimes when people hire VAs is that they just think, well, okay, it's all going to be done for me. It's just done. Right. Like overnight. And then and then they're frustrated 90 days in because they're not having results. And a lot of it comes because they still have to grow that individual and grow that particular position and make the adjustments that we make as business. And empower them to help you. Empower Give them me that feedback. Yeah. Don't yeah. be afraid. I'm not going to fire you yeah. for saying something I'm not going to like. Right. Sometimes I may need to hear the thing I might not like. You know, yeah. so, I think this also, though, goes through the whole team, right? As a as a, an entrepreneur, as a sole entrepreneur where we all start, we are the best at everything, right? Because we do everything. We are the best marketers. We are the best acquisition. We, we, we know the buyers. So well, we think that we get the best prices. <laughs> but the thing is, is that's why everyone's on a roller coaster. You can only do so many deals yourself before right. you have to start There's a ceiling without having and that if, team. And if somebody, if you take someone and they 
dedicate 100% of their time in that one area of the business, it's always going to outperform your 30 minutes of this and an hour of that. It's always going to outperform that by doing 100% on that one focus. When you take an acquisition manager and all they do is talk to people on the phone all day, they're going to bring in more contracts than you because that is their whole focus. They're not worried about dispo and marketing, yeah. right? Like you would be. So when you build your team out, you've got to be thinking about that. Um, that's something that, that you know that, that, that we do is, is look at someone that's as good as you, better than you, or runs at 80% of you. That, right. I love it, man. You nailed it. That's All right, guys, good. here's a great question. Do they have an accent and does that hinder their success? And, you know, here's the thing. They do have an accent. Even my guy, that's the best guy that I've had. He's with me for six and a half years. He has a super slight accent. But what I've found is that if they have good energy, the accent isn't necessarily going to be a game, a game, you know, a game changer or, you know, break the break the relationship that they may have or, you know, for the most part. So some of my VAs have a higher level of accent than others. And those people, I choose to have them do tasks that may not require phone calls, but they're still great people. But then there's people that you do want on the phone and you're going to obviously want them to have less of an accent. But even if they have some accent, again, I'm going to repeat this one last time. I have found that having a good level of energy will always trump that no matter what. And I want to Go ahead, Amy. Yeah. Well, I was going to say at Riva, for example, so um, we've talked about virtual assistants in different locations. The majority of our virtual assistants are in the Philippines. OK, so um, in the Philippines, you have the, their their native language. English is really one of their primary languages. OK, Spanish is one of their primary languages, although we don't guarantee and offer Spanish speaking virtual assistants. Um, but. The, we do put them through language proficiency testing in the in the when they um, in the intake process when we are hiring them. So when you come through intake, if you if anybody's listening and you want to get a VA on board, great. Let the intake team know what you're going to have them do because they're obviously not going to want to place you in the interview process because we do custom placing. Like you're not just going through a warehouse of resumes, hoping to find the right person. We're doing like a match.com for you. We're interviewing you as to what you need. And then we're going into our talent pool to find the right matches for you by disc profiles, you know, predictive index, their skills, their background and so forth. One of those would be language proficiency. So if you need somebody that's gonna be on the phone, then having somebody with a heavy accent is not gonna work. But if you want somebody to just do data entry all day and, and do macro formulas on Excel spreadsheets, well, who cares what their accent is, right? So make sure the intake team knows that so that you have the right placement for you that we work extra hard to do that. Love yeah. it. Love I just want to add, I want to add that, you know, I, it was, this was a, a, um, a mindset thing for me, a mindset roadblock for a long time. I didn't add VAs for a lot of years because I was worried about whether or not the accent would be an issue when talking to, you know, some of the people that we work with. And <clears throat> I actually had to overcome that, um, you know, because communication is huge in our business, right? And through after hiring VAs and having them, you know, some of our VAs, some of our lead managers, they do have stronger accents um, and they're having conversations with sellers. And to be honest with you, I've seen sellers, you know, the, the seller that's going to be a jerk to somebody or have an issue with somebody's accent is generally going to be a jerk to somebody when they don't have an accent too. That's, that's typically, you're going to see that the same attitude from a seller, regardless, it, it's, it's their disposition, it's the mood that they're in, they're having a bad day, whatever. Um, you know, they woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You're, they're going to have an issue with anybody they talk to. I've also seen a lot of sellers, primary men, obviously, flirt with the VAs that have accents more um, than some of our girls who work at our office on the phone. 
So listen, because I listened to a lot of calls here recently. So it's it's interesting to see. The one thing I will say is it's hiring VAs has helped my business. I haven't seen it hurt my business in any way, shape, or form. Having the right placement, it's not just the accent that's a placement, it's also identifying like I was hiring somebody, I was interviewing somebody for the phones, and I realized in the interview and by looking at her profile that she was not somebody that was going to want to be on the phones long term. She was not going to be happy on the phones. I ended up hiring her for a position outside of like an office position outside of the phones, and she's done phenomenal in our business. So having good interview skills and recognizing you guys do a great job filtering, but sometimes somebody slips through and may not be right for the position you're hiring for, but they could be great for a different seat in your organization. You got to be able to learn how to identify that as a leader. It comes, yeah, back, and, it comes back to having yeah. an interview process. Gavin. Yeah. I was just going to say as well, I mean, I'm in Alabama, right? So if it works in the deep South, then no one else has got an excuse anywhere else in the country. I am telling you now. So the conversation finishes there. And I'm allowed. I have the accent. So I, I'm allowed to have the say. I wanted to point that out, though. So, like, I'm in Atlanta, deep south, too, right? And so and I, half my brokerage are people from all over the world. I have people here from Africa, from Brazil, from Argentina, from uh, Puerto Rico. Like we have every accent in the world in my office and these guys are crushing it in high volume, right? That's no different than a virtual assistant, okay? And and going back to, you know, again, as long as you let our intake team know, we're, we're gonna do the best we can to find those that have least accent. Um, I will be honest, I have a couple of virtual assistants. I mean, I'm a little, I'm, I feel very blessed, but I have a couple on our team that they sound like they're from Southern California. And in fact, one of our virtual assistants has so so much no accent <laughs> that people come in my physical building all the time here in Atlanta, and the first thing that they'll ask is they'll say, "Well, hey, where's Ron?" And yeah, they yeah. I went on an appointment yesterday, and they say, "Where's Dennis?" And I'm like, "Well, Dennis works for me. He's actually, you know, he's not local. I didn't. I don't ever. I don't usually tell them, right? I just say he's not local. And they, really? And yeah. they, they think he runs the business, which is great, though. That's his job." Absolutely. And 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 they and Ron doesn't have any accent. So they don't think that he wouldn't possibly be here, right? Now he doesn't sound southern, but he definitely doesn't sound Filipino. <laughs> so it's it. just let the intake team know and and but like I'm with Don too though. I mean, seriously, like I just described, my professionals on the floor here in my brokerage have accents from all over the world and they're killing it. People don't have this as much expectation as people used to think they do about hearing an accent on the phone. And if you hire VAs from the Ukraine or from Russia or Poland, wherever you're hiring VAs from, guess what? You're gonna have the same thing, but you're going to get a talented, highly educated, skilled, dedicated person for a, a nominal amount compared to what it would cost to have the same talent locally so love it you nailed that it, right you nailed that. all right we got time for a couple more questions guys if you have questions drop them into facebook or youtube or wherever you're watching this at we are here to help all right carolyn says what are the tasks that you feel you personally need to be responsible for and carolyn it's funny because three years ago i would have had a list like 10 10 15 things long and today i don't think that i need to necessarily be responsible for anything I empower my team and I trust them. And if they screw up, we address it. And sometimes that leads to replacing that person, but very rarely. Uh, I think I've maybe replaced a virtual assistant once or twice ever in the in the seven years that I've been with you know my team and doing this full time. Uh, I but think I, as well you know, it that, that won't happen. But of course, you know you you want to you want to obviously be aware of that. But there's really nothing that I personally need to do at this point. Instead, I want to oversee everybody and make sure that everybody is doing, you know, their jobs and that, and that they're being successful at them. What do you guys think? 
I, I think it, it depends on, uh, you know, who's asking the question and where they are in business, right? Now, yeah. I know Caroline. So I know Caroline's newer. Um, and um, for, for that reason, I believe that you need to be outsourcing things around you. The things that you should not be outsourcing is the phone, is, you know, running on, obviously going on appointments if that's what you're doing, even making offers to start with. I think they're the things that you need to be doing and the follow-up. First thing for me is the marketing to be outsourced, so leads are coming in. Some of the follow-up and then assisting in the admin role of sending contracts. So you're spending your time on the high dollar an hour activities, which is talking to quality to pre-screen sellers um, to obviously get deals done if you're new. And then obviously if you what Dave's just said is very correct, but he's also further down in the business. And I get, yeah, I'm, um, I'm really glad you brought that. that to light. You, you're, yeah, I could not have said that better, Gavin. Thank you. So we, we, we have this conversation with clients a lot too. Sometimes we have to kind of come in with a, you know, a role of coach, right? Um, Whatever is your highest, most income producing, revenue generating activities and highest decision making activities. Now you may say, I don't know what they are. Okay. I, I totally feel that when you're early in the business. Um, but those are generally the things you're going to keep on your plate, right? So it's all the other things that you can give a VA to do. I walk people through what I call my four buckets of efficiency. So it's what you eliminate, then what you automate, then what you outsource, then what you delegate. And we go through the everything that's on your plate. And we go through each one of those tiers and we come all the way down to what's left. And generally, it's what's the highest and best position for you in your business based upon your strengths, your experiences, and, and, and what you have to work with, resources, time, money, manpower energy right right you can tell i have this conversation a lot um, yep. as, as a coach and so but that you know, so for caroline like that going through that exercise and then by the way you're going to want to go through that exercise again and again and again so to david's point right like that's what happened he was here at one point and then he went through that exercise whether he realized he was or not and he's like oh well i really still don't need to keep that on my plate that can now be eliminated or that can be outsourced and most of those things were taken off my plate because my team told me that they could do it better or or more consistently a lot of it has to do with just being consistent in these activities too but yeah amy you nailed that one here's another one we got real quick um what are the top five responsibilities your vas have the first being the most important i would actually say there's only three responsibilities not necessarily five uh that are the top and those are just very simple marketing making offers and following up that's kind of like my qbr right that's that's basically the, the the things in my business that are the highest importance they are the money making activities gavin said this a minute ago right focus on you know the, the activities that are going to make you money or maybe it was amy um and you know bring in the help to support that right well marketing to get leads in my system we're real estate investors here guys right that's very important making offers is as important if you get a bunch of leads and you don't make any offers you're never going to buy anything you're never going to be able to wholesale anything you're never going to be able to control anything and following up is where the money's at because it usually takes four to six months when a lead comes in to convert it. So those are the three main things, right? If you want to outsource all three of those right away, all the power to you, my advice would be to outsource one or two of them, get that person doing really, really good at it, and then slowly take more and more things off of your plate. But don't try to blitz it. Don't try to just hire four people tomorrow and expect that everybody knows what they're going to, you know, what they need to do or, you know, how to do those things start with one then scale your way up 
you know, I'm at nine right now. I think I was telling Amy when we started working together five, you know, four or five months ago, I don't see any reason why I won't be at 20 at some point. It may take another four or five years, but like, you know, I, it helps me, you know, in my analogy with the train, add cars to my train and we're all moving in that same direction. So it's just, you know, we're starting another business. My partner, Mike and I just bought two Teslas. We're going to start renting them out on Turo. And it's like, we have VAs that are helping with all of that at the same time. I know that. We have so many clients having their Turo businesses managed by their VAs. It's crazy. I hear this story. I'm like, wow. Another example. <laughs> yeah, Airbnbs are great examples too. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to say something you said. Um, so, well, I don't know. I guess I'll, I'll just keep going. That follow up to me is the number one. So like when someone comes to me to hire a VA, wherever they are in their business, like that's generally the first thing I'm That's what I did first. It's where money sits that we don't touch, right? Yeah, you've already spent a lot of money on marketing to get the lead, right? So at this point, you're not really spending more money to get the lead. You're just having to spend time. But unfortunately, we again, we talked about this earlier. Time is what we're seeking. Yes. And and the follow up is super time intensive, That's and so is the marketing. So those are the two things that I would definitely outsource first. Maybe you leave the offer making to to yeah. yourself, right? But then eventually your team's going to say, "Hey, I've seen you do this a hundred times. Let me do it." And yeah. you can go to the park and play pickleball. And I'm like, "Okay, this is amazing." So follow, and follow up is one of those things where you can instantaneously pull revenue out of an existing lead base you've already invested capital to have and that revenue can cover the cost of the investment of that va for a year to come so if so if you think about yes. it, free labor for a year so yes. it, from working leads you already have that nobody yes. has, so right? one of my students closed like a twenty thousand dollar deal a couple weeks back and we we literally had this conversation we're like how long will that fund your cold caller and we did the math and it was like I think it was like 27 months and I'm like, would you rather spend 40 hours a week for 27 months, you know, or whatever the number was like doing this, or would you rather invest that into this cold caller and then sit back and just get leads and work the good ones. And you know, it was like a no brainer. Yes. You know, so love it. All right, Amy, we got time for one or two more call or questions here. I know you're busy, so I don't want to keep you, but again, we really, really, really appreciate you coming on. Guys, go to coffeewithcloserslive.com. I'll put the banner up here at the bottom. And over there, you can uh, you can get some free resources that we have, right? We and Actually, there was a question that came in here. Let's, let's group this together here because this makes perfect sense. Chuck Brown said, where should I go for lists for the VAs to call? And then, of course, scripts for them to use. Um, we have uh, some lists. Actually, you can get 5,000 property leads for free with batch leads. They offer a seven day free trial guys. So I would highly recommend you go to batch leads for the, um, for the list. And again, coffeewithcloserslive.com has some links to actually get those, those 5,000 free leads. And it's batch, um, batchleads.io slash closers. There you go. It. Right. Again, batch go to coffeewithcloserslive.com to, uh, to, to, to see all those things. We also have contracts. We have a wholesale contract. We have an assignment agreement, a joint venture agreement, um, a seller lead sheet, which you can also use as a script. Think about it, guys. The lead sheet is what you're looking for to fill out. So if you can build a script around the lead sheet, just ask those questions, right? I know Don and Gavin probably have some some scripts that they would be willing to share with you guys as well. And then also on that page, coffeewithcloserslive.com, 
Uh, you can learn more about the Riva Global Virtual Assistants um, and all the different tasks that you can have them help you with in order to grow and be more efficient in your business. All right. So Chuck, great question. Uh, let's see here. We have another one here. Here it is. Do you offer incentives to your VAs to progress up the ladder or your business? And what dollar amount do you start per hour? And what is the top end of the pay for the VA? That is a fantastic question. Amy, I'm going to let you let you have that one. So it's, that's going to be a relativity question. Can you offer them incentives? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like you would someone in your office, right? You can offer them bonuses, production bonuses, you know, performance review bonuses, whatever it is that you want to do, you can offer them salary increase incentives. You'll do that yourself on top of what we do at Reva Global. So um, if you hire through us, you're going to pay us our standard. We keep it a standard, um, but that, that doesn't change. But you can do whatever you'd like. And there is no top end pay. There just isn't. You know, what is the VA? Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I mean, like this, I mean, I mean, if you close a $50,000 wholesale deal net 50 grand and that va did all the work if you want to give them a kick-ass bonus incentive for that yes please do that absolutely like, we send bonuses to the, our virtual assistants all the time because yeah. it not only shows them that we care but it encourages them to not only work harder but be more efficient at it absolutely and you want them to be more initiative driven and all these things we've talked about today well that's going to incentivize that quite a bit especially if you think about the cultural difference of what that amount of money might mean there compared to what it means here so um so absolutely bonus your vas as much as you want to okay and that's totally on you <laughs> i mean there's no cap love it amy thank you so much for coming on today ultra grateful for your time and I know that we've shared a ton of information with our audience and our viewers today. Guys, go over to coffeewithcloserslive.com to get a free report of the 100 most common tasks that you can have your virtual assistants do for you. And, uh, and again, over there as well on coffeewithcloserslive.com, there is a link to just learn more in general about Reba Global. Amy, thank you. Yes. No, I thank you. You. I love these three gentlemen. So you guys, I love Coffee with Closers. All three of you are amazing. Um, thank you for having me. This was totally a total honor. Um, I hope our team will push this around as well. And anything I can do to help or serve. So connect with me if you're watching this and you have questions. I will take the time away from what I do to, to get you to the right person to help you. We have a powerful intake team at Reva Global. They can answer every question you have very quickly. So don't I love it. How do people, how would somebody connect with you, Amy? What's what's your preferred method? Probably the best way is to catch me on Instagram or Facebook. Just go ahead and send me a private message. Um, fair warning, I have a virtual assistant who helps me with all that. So where you surprise, may surprise. Surprise. <laughs> so you may think it's me replying. It may not be. It may be my virtual assistant. But don't be afraid to go there sure. and ask the questions. Even if you can't friend or follow, just send it. We will get you to the right party very quickly. I love it. All right, guys. Thanks for watching today's episode. Thanks, Amy. Thanks guys. All about virtual assistance. We encourage you guys to explore this path if you want to find that time freedom that we are 